a beautiful day to beat the sun up. Rise and grind and greet your day. Put something new in that coffee cup. Live your life the 6S way. Stay safe, stay sane, stay sexy. Try that new morning routine. And follow your curiosity with RK. It's too early for that note. Hey, y'all. How's it going? Good morning, everybody. Sorry, I'm on my phone today. How's everyone doing? Happy Tuesday. Missed y'all. Apology not accepted. Oh, okay. That's all right. You're going to have to sit with the guilt of being on your phone forever. I'm going to have to do a notes app apology. I don't even have an iPhone, so I don't even have the notes app. So I guess you can't, uh, I guess you can't girl start apologizing without an iPhone. Be like, I got to be like Dave and do one of those uh, 10 Instagram post captions that like an Instagram caption that is so long you need 10 posts to go through it. I got to do that. Oh, those are the best. Those are the best. Uh, Maybe time would move a lot faster if we had an Xbox. (laughs) My throat is so sore. I went back to jujitsu and we worked on, well, I got caught in a guillotine choke. We were working on different chokes, headlocks, and suplexes. Mm -hmm. And every time we work on chokes, my throat hurts for like two days. It's, It's so rude. Hold on. I don't know if it's my headphones or, or you, something was weird there. Everything's weird about you and me together. It's probably Broke my headphones. Stomach. Everyone in the chat can can uh, can tell me if it's who it is because if Broke. it doesn't sound weird to you, then it's probably my headphones. Um, also, for anyone who's audio only, I'm sorry we didn't upload much last week. Uh, we only had four shows, and two of them were Darman reactions, and one of them, Savvy, wasn't here, and I did not follow the topic whatsoever, so I chose to only upload the one video to spotify that made sense that was smart yeah 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 um yeah so right now guys i am i'm out of town but i'm flying back home in a couple hours my flight's in like four hours yeah oh it's a busy day it's a busy day look at that drum set and keyboard behind you is that nice it's such a nice setup oh shit i got you i got you yeah this is a nice house i like it here i've been i've been out in uh rural north carolina it's been fun it's very different than chicago i'll i mean there's lots of pictures up on the on instagram i met i met a goat yesterday she's really cute i decided she's my niece because you met tom brady yesterday (laughs) you met dave Chappelle yesterday No, this little goat is uh, it's my brother-in-law's goat, so it would make sense that she'd be my niece. So my niece is a goat. Mm. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. She's very cute. Yeah. So I, I played with a goat. Uh, that was fun. Uh, and today today I'm flying back home. So I'll be back in Chicago this afternoon. <laughs> well, today we got a good topic for everyone, but... Let's say hello to everyone first, and then journal. Will you be okay to uh, pull up the article because I don't have it because I'm no. on my phone? I um, can't do it. I'm sorry, I don't have the technology. We're just <laughs> doing it. 
Can't fly if you don't wing it. Well, yep. and then I dropped my phone. Your phone's Just trying to fly away. Way. Your, your phone's, phone's embarrassed to be around you. <laughs> no, mom, no more selfies. You're becoming obsessed. Yeah, that's probably what it was saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been chronically online. Yeah, it was like, you're, wait, I didn't read that one out loud. Good morning, Moon Madam. Good morning, guys. Woke up to our first snow here in St. Louis. Hope everyone has a wonderful life. She said day, but I just wanted to make it to the seasonal. Yeah, that's good. I bet it's going to be really cold when I get back to Chicago, because even in North Carolina right now, it is like in the 30s. I saw you post that P.D. Pablo song. Oh, I sure did. I sure did. I was posting because I took a little video of the woods I was walking through and I was like, I need to put a song with this so it's not just silent. And then I was like, I, I bet, I bet PD Pablo wants to help me out right now. It contrasted the peaceful nature <laughs> of your walk so well. It's, Thank it's, you. <laughs> it's you looking at just trees on this quiet trail. They just hear, North Carolina, go on. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad you loved it. <laughs> yes, that's where humor comes from, is from putting, is juxtaposing the unexpected. Also, humor comes from making something very insignificant. I watched uh, a Netflix movie last night called Love Hard, and I'm disappointed um, with a cut because it, it, it was cute. It could have been better. Um, I felt like they were just trying to rush the romance element a little bit because they only had like. 80 or 90 minutes to accomplish. It tends to be how Netflix romances go. Yeah. But so Nina Dobrev's in it and she's beautiful. So you're wrong for not thinking that. And um, I already agreed that she was beautiful. You said that she's conventionally beautiful. Therefore, not like the most beautiful. Like, like whenever I talk about how beautiful she is, she, you're always just like, yes, I but. do think she's beautiful. I, you texted me the other night about the movie and you said she's beautiful. And I said, yeah, she is. Okay, I didn't well, even I didn't even add any disclaimers. I think she's very beautiful. Historically, you've had disclaimers. My disclaimer is not that she's not beautiful. It's that I don't feel sexual attraction towards her because she is too conventionally beautiful. Yeah, you want you want an eye patch and a, and a peg leg. You you want pirates. I don't, I don't know <laughs> why I want to pirates. <laughs> no. no, I just feel. I mean, I feel like if she asked me out on a date, I would absolutely go on a date. She's absolutely gorgeous, dude. But I'm saying that, like, if I were in a room with lots of hot women, she wouldn't be the one that I remembered the most. That's all I'm saying. I think she's beautiful, though. I totally agree. I don't think you can. I don't think if you have functioning eyes, you could think she's not beautiful. I don't know if anyone would stand out if I'm in a room full of hot women. I think I would just, like, remember that as the night I was in a room full of hot women. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, if, like, if I'm in a cage getting lowered into the ocean and, like, eight sharks are charging me, I'm not like, oh, man, then there was that one shark with the star. Like, oh, I'm like, man, I was chased. I was charged. Because being sharks. in a room full of hot women makes you fearful. I've got it. Okay. You're you're terrified of hot women. Intimidated could be a better word. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway. I mean, Helen of Troy started a... Started a quite the memorable war the beauty of women can do a lot it can do a lot exactly um so i respect I leafy for just trashing beautiful women for the sake of it and then getting banned from the internet 
Yeah. Uh, shout out to uh, misogynistic creators. Shout out to incels. <laughs> no, only <laughs> one doing, misogynistic creator. Only one. The, you're doing Spec- the Lord's work for us. Specifying only one. Only, only one. <laughs> one creator with zero chins. Leafy is here. Oh my god. Yes, that was the iDubs throwback when he just was going off while Leafy is missing a chin. Throw, that's, a, that's a fun 2016 throwback. That was a that, that was a wild era of YouTube. I kind of wish I was on it. Yeah, you could have been making all of those diss videos with who 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 did iDubs diss again? Was that a, that wasn't a Leafy is here diss track? Was no, it? it was Rice Gum. Rice Gum, that's right, dude. Rice Gum. <laughs> He's ridiculous, dude. He's so ridiculous. Uh, morning Kelly. Good morning Kelly. Morning Clary T. Morning Devastatia. Morning, Cody Wallace. Morning, Cool Gamer. Morning, Awkward Aquarian. Good morning, everyone. I'm trying. I'm going to be trying to buy concert tickets today, so I need good bobs to calm my nervous energy while I wait in the Ticketmaster Ooh, queue. Who are you trying to show? buy? Yeah, what show are you going to? Good morning, Nitsa Trap. Good morning, No Set, No Snow Yet in Maryland. I'm jealous, Moonmit dude. What's Mar- how's Maryland doing? How's, how's life in that cool state? Mar- Maryland is a pretty awesome state. It really offers a lot. I mean, uh, nor- honestly, all- North Carolina is similar. Nor- the-, the Atlantic coast really offers a lot. Those are, br- those are beautiful states. Yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful here. Yeah. Uh, what's up, Toilet Frog? Thank you for your dog video yesterday. I appreciate it. Savvy beat the sun up. Oh, yeah, that's right. Friday, you didn't. Friday, you lost to the sun. When I, when I, okay, the show that I slept through, yeah, I slept through, I'm, first of all, I'd like to apologize to everyone. I need to get out your iPhone app. I might need to get a notes app just to, just to apologize. Just a girl start apologizing for all the times I'm letting you guys down. Start crying on the kitchen floor now. I should probably, yeah, that's a good idea. I should probably start, yeah. Um, uh yeah the i don't know what happened i set three alarms and then you know what tyler helped me figure it out because today he was like are you gonna sleep through all your alarms again and i was like no and he was like hold on let's check your phone and it turned out in the settings my alarm volume was lower than the volume of the rest of the phone so it wasn't loud enough (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I turned it all the way up and then this morning I noticed a difference. I was like, whoa. Yeah, no way I couldn't sleep I could sleep through that. I can't so. join your band. I'm not cool enough. I can't wake <laughs> you up. I'm not loud enough. <laughs> that's what that's what my alarm was doing. That's what it basically said. Yeah, it was yeah, basically yeah. the kid from School of Rock. <laughs> oh, you had a little you, you had an alarm that was too insecure about its voice. It was too insecure. It was like it so was I didn't want like, to sing out loud. Beep, 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 or whatever. I don't even remember the little Your song alarm was the girl. Your alarm was the girl in school of rock who was too embarrassed to admit that she knew how to sing because she didn't want to go on stage because she yeah. didn't care about her weight. That's your that phone. That was that's my phone. It was and then and then when I when I turned up the volume and I, I filled it full of self-confidence, it, that it was her sang. her final solo. Yeah, yeah. It, it got its solo. And then I woke up and I was like, ah, there we go. Everything in life is a kid's book. Good morning. Everything in life is School of Rock. Everything in life is School of Rock or Good Burger. Uh huh. You said it was Kurt. You said you were Kurt. You said you were Kurt. 
<laughs> Good morning, Liza Lou. What's up? Um, uh, <coughs> is everything okay? Sending lots of positive energy. What's yeah, everything's great. It's I don't know. It's probably probably me sleeping through <laughs> on Thursday. I don't know. I'm very far behind on these videos because I see people saying "kitty." Oh yeah, we got way far behind. Pretty soon we should probably get started. Once we let's let's see who we haven't said hi to yet. I'm, 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna speed run these videos. Or yeah, I'm speed. I'm gonna speed run these hellos. What's up, Kayla? Hello. Morning, stop picking your nose. I hope so for your sake too. Sorry, says it's cold. Also, thanks again for being on the video on Friday. Really appreciate it. Oh yeah, thank you for that. Thank you to everyone who came on the stream when I was asleep. I appreciate it. Just another goat. Met some of us more more goats. I go so far as to say this little baby goat was the goat. She was really cute. Okay, I know you're talking about politics, but this is just reminding me how far behind I am on Abbott Elementary. Oh, I love Abbott. I'm so far behind on that too. Yeah, I've only seen the first episode of season two so far. I'm still like halfway through season one. Wow, you're very far behind. I know. Well, so are you. So we both got to catch up. Yeah, but my role in life is to find someone who's doing something worse than I am and just putting all the attention on them. Oh, okay. That's fine. I, le I learned that in middle school. Oh my gosh, you're still on the first page. He hasn't even started yet. Look at that loser. <laughs> wow, look at you. Your whole goal is to just not be in last place. Just always yep. be in second to last place. You know what happens to last place? They get eaten by the bear. I mean, to be fair, that's been a lot of people's strategy on the Great British Bake Off is they just have to be second to last every week so that they don't get eliminated and then they end up in the final because they were just managed to be second to last every single week. And then people are like, why are they in the final? They never made anything that great. Come on. That happened. The, the World's End taught me everything is Exit Pursued by Bear because they're always like, let's boo-boo. Let's boo-boo. Which came from Exit Pursued by Bear. So if you're constantly exiting Pursued by Bear, shout out Shakespeare, you're the bard. Um then you gotta not be the last one to exit. <laughs> Agreed. Beautiful, not memorable. Is there anyone who isn't intimidated by women? I mean, come on. Um, trying to think of someone who's not problematic and not intimidated by women. I don't think I'm intimidated by hot women. I think that when I meet hot women, I just try to start talking to them. Yeah, but you're problematic. I've read your edgy jokes. <laughs> <laughs> you've, you've, seen, you've seen our DMs. <laughs> Morning, Sam. Yeah, I'm Morning, extremely Rachel. problematic. <laughs> yeah, guys, I'm going to do this for on Sammy's behalf. Lower your expectations. Lower your ex expectations. Yeah, I try to lower people's expectations of me all the time, and people I don't think get it. Maybe because I'm so cute. I'm not sure what it is, but Look, Savvy sucks in the best possible way. Okay, you should love how much she sucks. Yeah, I agree. Thank you. I appreciate you you helping people lower their expectations. I'm just trying to get people to expect the bare minimum of you uh, of you, so that you can start like blowing their expectations away every week. Like if they're expecting a two from you. And you can be a steady five. You're, and I'm not talking about looks here, you fucking weirdos who think all numbers are looks. I'm just talking about general life. I mean, <laughs> I'm a ten every week, so with looks, it doesn't matter. You can keep your expectations of my appearance high because I just keep getting yeah, hotter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Th those are right yeah. there for everyone to see. Yeah, right. Yeah. But when it comes to 
<coughs> me being a uh, ethical and moral like, person, yeah. like, no, just don't expect too much. Yeah. Yeah. Put her in the same category as Keemstar. So every week when she's not Keemstar, you're like, oh my God, she's she's really doing well this week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, that, perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not intimidated. I'm more foggy. Hey, pretty lady. Hi, hi. <laughs> that makes sense. I get it. I get it. All right. Good morning. Dude, I, re- I really loved. I wish I was in six so we could have saw more live music. But I really loved the um the shit. Who was it? Who did we see? I'm gonna look him up again. Uh, I think it was Mastone, uh, at, at Bambula's, the show we saw. I loved them. That was great. They I were enjoyed hot. that show a lot. Yeah. They I were, they loved were them. Yeah, I had a good time. I want to see more live. Me- or I guess next time I'm seeing you in New Orleans is gonna be Mardi Gras, so it might be hard to see live music then. It'll be hard, but it won't. Like, there's going to be a lot more live music. Not that there wasn't a lot when you came. Like, there's right. There will be. It'll be everywhere, but it'll be crowded. Exactly. Oh, we'll make it work. I'm excited. Satellite commune in Maryland and North Carolina next week. Okay. Oh, I, I, like I, it's I love Maryland. in Chicago. My mom just texted me a photo that popped up on my phone of the dogs playing in the snow outside. So, I guess it is snowing in Chicago. Here's the thing, you guys. When I go to North Carolina, I think about how hot it is in the South, and I don't bring any coats with me. So I'm going to arrive back in Chicago today with no coat, which is fine. It's fine. Are you going to be able to fly back, or are you going to end up in Scranton, and then you're going to have to take a bus back with the Polka, Polka John Candy group? Yeah. I'm a, yeah. Polka Polka! <laughs> we got to go to Sheboygan first. We got to do a Home Alone movie night in the Discord. We do. We do. I love Home Alone. If I'm free, if, if I'm free this Saturday night, I think we're gonna do it for everyone right. in the chat. I'll do it this Saturday. I don't have any plans this weekend. We could do a writing stream this Saturday. We I'm can down. work on our solo careers. I'm down. It's like the Beatles, but it was mutual. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's like if the Beatles decided to have a little a little show together where they each just perform their solo music. And supported each other through it. That's us. I agree. And also, Ricky Bobby was firm. Everyone loves to quote this. Myself included. But what we forget is in that movie, his dad literally comes back and says, I was high on drugs. That was stupid advice. There's plenty of other things that aren't first and last. There's second, third, fourth, and fifth. (laughs) Like... So don't, oh, don't follow man. that advice. But Savvy, you're the hot woman plot twist. Is everyone intimidated by me? No. Because I'm so hot? Oh, okay, wow. Oh, you know, no, you know you're hot. I'm just not, I, I've lost the point of being intimidated by you. <laughs> There's no way you could be intimidated by me <laughs> yeah. at this point. <laughs> you know, I've seen your wiener. Once you've seen someone's wiener, you can't be intimidated <laughs> by them. It's impossible. Uh, They're just too funny. Just... Yeah, wieners are too funny. Wieners are too funny. Yeah. All right. Okay, we did it. We caught up. We caught up. All right. Sounds great, guys. Um, Okay, so we're going to hop into this journaling. I already packed my journal, unfortunately. Okay, well, you you can... Do you want to skip journaling today, or should should we do it? We can do it if you guys want. I don't... Everyone else can journal, just because I don't have my... I just packed it already. I got a new journal. Can I tell you guys about it real quick? I got a new journal. 
There's a bookstore I love in Asheville that I went to. It's called Malaprops. If you guys have been to Asheville, North Carolina, I go to the bookstore Malaprops. I, I go to that store every year when I come visit here. And in that bookstore, I found this journal and it was called the, the first draft journal or something like that. I need to find the brand it is uh, because I love it. And what it is, is it's a journal where the first half or the second half of the journal is notebook paper to write on. The first half of the journal is like guided uh, sheets and it'll be like, here's, <coughs> it has like a timeline to like map out how long you need to take on each part of the writing project. And you do that. And then it has, like storyboards, so you map out a different scene, like different cards for different scenes in your project. And then it has like character pages that ask you questions about your characters. And then it has pages about research where you're supposed to write down all the research for your project and all the things you find in the sources. Nice. Oh shit, oh, you're back. Did I drop out? They br very briefly. Oh, okay. They very, anyway. very briefly heard everything. Anyway, you guys, this I'll, I'll post the journal in the Discord. I love this new journal. I spent a lot of time. Uh, there's a little cabin down here that has, like, in this neighborhood, there's a little cabin that is just full of books. I wish I could host a writing retreat in this cabin. I love this cabin. You go in the cabin, it all smells like pine, and there's bookshelves everywhere, and then there's, like, a desk, and that's all it is. It's just, like, books and couches. So I went into this cabin and spent a couple days with the journal just working on stuff for my NaNoWriMo project, which I'm very far behind in terms of word count on NaNoWriMo. So a writing stream this Saturday is exactly what we need. We'll do a 10K day this Saturday. We'll do a 10K day. Also, Go Fohawk Yourself, thank you. Go Fohawk Yourself said that my hair is everything. And Go Fohawk Yourself is a professional hairstylist, so I trust your opinion. I think it looks pretty good honestly i like being a redhead i my hair whenever i dye my hair it fades quickly so i bought more hair dye already so love them redheads man <laughs> <laughs> so i think i'm gonna have red hair for a little while because i like it i dig it thanks so with that i am going to say we should journal because i don't think we journaled much last week so we're gonna do, journal do the journaling do it do it you just got to pull up the timer. You got to pull up everything. Oh my I gosh, can't do it. I'm on my phone. I can't oh do it. I'll handle everything in tomorrow's stream. Don't worry. Oh my God. It's not a group project unless you do 90% of it, Savvy. <laughs> Good morning, two minutes on the clock. Studio. Hey, everyone get ready. Two minutes on the clock. I'm going to give you five, four, three, two, one.
Sounds like Savvy's alarm. That's an alarm that would wake me up right there. Yeah. Beep, 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 beep. Beep, 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 Scarlet says, Savvy, you look cuter than usual today. I have no idea how to take that, but I'll say thank you. I'll say thank you, but I'm like, do I usually look worse? Take it on the chin like a champ, boosh. It's all good. I love y'all. Um, all right. So today our topic is that we are talking about the HarperCollins worker strike. I do you have an article. Yes, you do. Thank you. Here we go. HarperCollins so workers are on strike. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. So basically the gist of this is HarperCollins workers have been negotiating uh, new salaries for the most part going back as early as December 2021. Things sort of came to a head in April, um, and they've been essentially working without the promise of future contracts for the year, which is what led to this strike to begin with. When you read about, I don't want to say the conditions, because condition-wise, it's not like they're they're in a, a slaughterhouse as underage kids like we just saw in Minnesota. Yes, Minnesota, I think, just saw, had like kids as young as 13 caught in a meatpacking factory after Jesus hours. Christ! But... <laughs> They are significantly underpaid, as you can read down here. We have, because we can skip the first paragraph where it's like Harper Collins, known for the subtle art of not giving a fuck and the hate you give. Like, I don't care what they publish, bitch. <laughs> um, Those are both books I've read. Yeah, but. Uh, you but also, seen... like, Harper Collins is known for everything. They publish, like, half of the books that exist. They're, like, exactly. one of the hugest companies in existence. Yeah. So when you see down here, they're, they're picketing for, for uh, they're picketing for better wages. Uh, minimum salary is currently 45000 but the person who they interviewed, Miss Stephanie Gurdon, who is an associate editor at their children's book uh, and shop, is only making 33000 and having to live in New York City for her job. Now, Oh, you can't live in New York City on that much. Like that much? If you were to live in a small town in the Midwest for that 33000 a year, you could do it. But in New York City, that's not even going to cover your rent. You could survive on 33000 if you work remotely and you live in a very small Midwest or Southern town. You're not surviving yeah. on 33000 in New York City. Not at all. Yeah. And you know I, what, I know. You know what HarperCollins published is Dave's new book that just I just reviewed. I was like, where did I talk about HarperCollins recently? It was in. Yeah, they just published Dave's shitty book. They publish all of the the. Hollis's books, all of the, a lot of the self-help books. They have a self-help imprint and all that. A lot of the books we've reviewed on this channel. You know, you know why HarperCollins is able to publish so many books and publish everything? Because they have such a massive staff of underpaid workers. This yes. is why this is why people I'm are like, why would they even agree to publish Dave's stupid tea time book? How are they making money on that? Well, it turns out they just don't pay their employees enough. Yeah. This is why I am fully on, like, it's not like the end of big publishers is the end of books. We've already established that indie publishing is able to steal very specific genres away. If we see big publishers having to, I don't know, restructure their contracts, even if it leads to layoffs and not nearly as many books being published and their profitability going down, it will change publishing long-term, probably for the better. Um, yeah. I hate saying it like that because people are going to lose their jobs and that's uh but in terms of publishing like as it is right now clearly that these people don't mind or they they know the risks of, uh, that the risk of losing their job exists because they've reached a point of such desperation that they're striking 
I mean, and a lot. I guess you could say the same for like a lot of genres that have been stolen away by indie publishing. If you look at you know romance and erotica and things like that, a lot of it is exclusive to Amazon, and Amazon doesn't have the best worker conditions either. And there have been there's been quite a bit of uproar about that as well. So I'm not I'm not here to say that that's necessarily a preferable option. I think that anything that is uh, done through a big company, you're gonna you're gonna end up having these these issues. I'm I'm right there with you um, in terms of questioning Amazon because anytime you reach into a large monopoly that's responsible for just about yeah. most of our consumer desires, whether it be books with a large publisher or literally anything on Amazon, because Amazon didn't mm -hmm. start in books and has moved well beyond that. A Amazon's currently in the midst of layoffs. Um, I think I read yesterday that it, it employs like 1.3 million Americans uh, at this point in time, and so they and they are doing layoffs. But of course, they also technically employ literally everyone who works at a Whole Foods, for example. Um, Derek says, Har I like this comment, Harper Collins sounds like a just out of college snooty Midwestern Gen Zer who lives for lattes and avocado toast. So Which, first of all, is true. Okay, yeah, I was just about to say, like, I'm, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not a Gen Zer. I'm a, I'm a mid of middle of the uh, range millennial, but I eat. So I love lattes and avocado toast and I am Midwestern and I've graduated from college. So otherwise this is me. Um, but here's another thing. You guys remember how I was talking when we talked about Halloween town the other week, I was talking about how Marnie is a movie name. I never hear Marnie outside of movies. I think that Harper is a book name. I think it is because I have I had a roommate named Harper. Oh, never mind. I have never heard, I've never met a real person named Harper, but I see it as the protagonist name in so many books. Like I was looking through the bookstore and I was looking, I was like, oh, here's a book. This looks interesting. I look at the back. Protagonist name is Harper. And I'm like, I see this constantly, but I've never met a real person. I thought it was a book name. But I guess you knew a Harper. You had a roommate named Harper. Yeah, in Montana. So Never mind. And Sarah okay. knows a bunch of Harpers. Also, okay. Sarah, thank a bunch you so of people are for... bringing up. Oh yeah, Sarah, thank you for filling for in coming for on me. Friday. Really appreciate <laughs> yeah. it. Appreciated it. Okay, I guess a lot of people know the know Harpers, Harpers are coming to stand up in a way that the Marnies have not. I thought Harper was a book name. I guess I just I don't know. Maybe it's regional because I don't know anybody named Harper. I don't think I ever have. Look at all these Harpers all of a sudden just... Oh, I mean, Har there's Harper Lee, I believe, maybe. That's the only Harper I ever knew, and I always thought that yeah, her that's name a book. was... That's a book Harper, even if she's publishing it. I mean, she's, she's the author, so the she's book. a real person. Yeah, it's but it's still, still a book. book. It's... <laughs> you yeah, never met I... her in person, you've only known her from I the book. I think that Harper Lee is the only real person I've ever heard of named Harper until you guys who are telling me that all these Harpers yeah, literally exist. everyone we know is named Harper <laughs> okay then Scarlett also knows a Marnie okay <laughs> never mind <laughs> I, I was wrong about all these names sorry no, no it's okay we can ignore the people who are talking about Marnie <laughs> <laughs> um, so the union's demanding pay starts at 50,000 a year which Honestly, after where inflation has gone, is still not that much. 
the publishing industry is known for not paying great salaries and a low pay makes it hard to attract employees who don't have financial cushions beneath them. According to a recent Publishers Weekly survey, the median salary for men is 80000 while for women, it's a little over 62000 The same year, HarperCollins' parent company, News Corp, boasted a Q4 earnings report that HarperCollins was bringing in record profits, though the book boom of the early pandemic has evened out recently. That's interesting. We've been bending over backwards to try to find companies in terms of negotiations that would allow us to settle without going on strike, but they're not interested in making any economic moves. And that's really where the pain point is for us. HarperCollins didn't offer anyone up for an interview, but did send a statement that said the company has agreed to a number of proposals, but quote, we are disappointed an agreement has not been reached and will continue to negotiate in good faith. I Spoiler alert, they're probably not negotiating in good faith. Curtin says they'll stay on strike for as long as it takes. Um, in terms of employees striking against a large parent company uh, for better salaries, with their salaries being as transparent as me knowing that they're getting paid $33,000 a year to live in New York City, uh, I'm going to side with the employees. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, 33000 a year to live in New York City is... That shouldn't even be minimum wage there. Like, I don't know what the minimum wage actually is in New York City. But, like, I'm thinking in Chicago, minimum wage is, I want to say, $12 oh, New, an hour. New York so City is like, 15 It may have gone up again because of... Uh, it's 15 in New York? Okay, so... It definitely was 15 It may have gone up, yeah. Okay, so even, let's say it's 15 and then let's say you work 40 hours a week. So, 15 times 40 is, what, 600? 31,200. So, yeah, so you're making, I guess you're technically making minimum wage, but it's just, just, you like just making minimum wage for New York City, basically. A little over, 31.2 versus 33, yeah. Yeah, and I'm, I, I, I don't, I don't know if these people, like, if they're having to work more than 40 hours a week or something, or if they're having to do extra time, because if you're making a salaried position, a lot of times they don't have you log your hours, so I don't know. I don't know the specifics, but that's that's ridiculously low. Sarah's for, like, I made thirty eight in rural Indiana at my last job. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It, it, it's if you have a business where the only way for you to be competitive is to basically own publishing and publish a ridiculous amount of books, as many as humanly possible. Um, and the yeah. only way you're in, I was going to say in the, sorry, I had a hiccup. That's why I stopped. And the only way you're able to do that is to drastically underpay a massive employee staff. Uh, you're not sustainable. You, you fucked up. Like this is not a good, this is not good business. You, you've gone well beyond your means and things need to change. Even if it means having a smaller workforce and publishing fewer books, which means that the indie publishers are going to take over a little bit more. Um, you fucked yourself, you played yourself, and your shitty books aren't doing you any favors. I'd love to hear what, um, how the author contracts are with HarperCollins for the mid-list books, because, I mean, we can talk about it, like, you know, if there's uh, an author who's known to be a bestseller or a book that has a lot of uh, hype around it, they're probably going to get a nice advance, and they're probably going to get, you know, paid well in royalties and stuff, but I'd love to hear... I don't know. I'd love to hear stories from like authors who are publishing in the middle of the list at HarperCollins, whose books are only predicted to sell a thousand or so copies. How are they getting paid? You know, how much royalty percentage are they making? Do they get advance? Those kind of things. I don't know because I don't know any mid-list authors at HarperCollins. 
So I, I used to be friends with Hannah Moskowitz, who I don't know if people know her. She's not like massively successful, but she, she's, she's published a lot. She, she's done pretty well for herself as an author in terms of uh, amount of publishing contracts she's been able to get. And uh, she was always very open about how how little she got paid as a uh, as a midlister and uh sean david hutchison mm-hmm. too he was on the gray and gold podcast he talked about it it's if you're a midlisting like so sean david hutchison he talked about it on gray and gold and he was just basically just like he makes he, he makes about like fifty thousand a year i believe from publishing books maybe it might have been a little more it might have been a little less um and he lives in seattle and he basically said it's great but i also have to take like some publishing contracts that maybe i don't like I also have to constantly publish and I have to have two books out a year. Other, and if I miss anything, my it, it's not like he's salaried. He's beholden to this work. If he misses anything, he's going to lose a substantial part of his salary. So he, ha- he has a very strict schedule. Hannah, she had to work two jobs on top of being a writer because I think the biggest advance she ever got, she said, was like maybe $10,000, which is a mm-hmm. nice amount of money, but you can't live on $10,000. I'm from every like... Oh, I don't know what just happened. Sorry. You're still here. I can hear you, but I can't I'm see you. I'm still here. You're, you're, you're still standing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, here yeah, I yeah. am. <laughs> I'm back. Um, I went to clear out a text and it did something to the screen. Anyway, um, every person I've known who is an author with one of the big five publishing houses, but is not uh is not like a it's not Becky. I think yeah, I was like <laughs> Becky's my only friend because I can't use her as an example because you guys We've had Becky Albertalli on the show before. I, she's the only friend I think I have who, you know, is a full-time writes and publishes books author because her books are so successful that she's an outlier. Um, but every author I know who is published through those companies, other than someone who has had her level of success, they also work other jobs. I don't know anyone who is solely living off of book. Like I had a, pro- a couple professors in grad school who were published through the big five publishing houses and they made good money, but they would put out, you know, one or two books a year. And then they would also teach uh, college and grad school classes as well. And then, you know, I know other people who publish, you know, a book or so a year through uh, a big publishing house. And then also on top of that, work uh in a corporate job or work editing other people's books or things like that and you know i'm not one to talk because i published through independent and small presses i've never published through a big company but i also make money through youtube and through other things so i guess i guess there's no i'm not i'm not making my entire salary writing either i don't know I, I noticed that's a common thing, but it's like it's like the big companies aren't going to save you necessarily unless you're like a huge success. But then you see someone like Jenna who doesn't even have to publish that often. She's like she's an like I know a lot. Oh, of Jenna for for context, just Jenna Moracy. Yeah. On YouTube, yeah, she's a big author tuber, about like two hundred fifty thousand subs or something. Yeah. Yeah. It, she she makes her full time stuff with writing. Yeah. And it's because she built such a strong platform for herself without having to surrender any equity. And she doesn't even have to publish that often. She's about to publish her third book, which is a cra- a writing craft book. I think um, it's her fourth or fifth book. Oh, you're right. You're right. I I, I didn't count Eve. Uh, yeah. I, not because I don't count Eve, just because I forgot, just forgot it. about she it. It's, she doesn't the, promote it at all. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't promote my first book either. Yeah. So okay, I've written so, better stuff since then. Yeah. So it's her fourth book. And 
so like usually when I hear people talk about indie authors who make a shit ton of money, they go they, they think more like in the Mike Anderley route, which is twenty books to fifty k, which is you got to and and Chris Fox, which is you got to constantly be publishing, you got to turn yourself into a machine. Basically, you got to be Harper Collins. You got to have a new book out every month, all on your own, which is great if you can do it. And if you're able to do it, you will make lots of money. But then there's also someone like Jenna who's able to build an entire platform for herself, publish whenever she wants, and make which is more the route you're going. Um, yeah, well, because start- she's like doing what I'm doing, where you, she also has YouTube income, sponsorship income, ad revenue income, things like that. Right, you have this which, whole brand. Yeah, exactly. Which creates a much more comfortable and diversified way of writing. I, yes. I like the diversified, <laughs> like having, this is make me sound like a boss babe, but I like having diversified streams of income. I really do. Because I never like to, re- if you rely solely on one thing, it can get pulled out from you. Uh, and so I just, I, it feels more comfortable to have diversified streams of income. Although yeah. lately I'm worried I'm going to rely on, I've been relying on YouTube a little too much. So I probably need to. That's why you're working on these three books. But I am. I'm working on a new. Yeah, I want to try rapid release. Uh, we're tr- I want to try Chris Fox's method of putting out a book every two months, and so that's why I'm right now working on this Boss Babe series. Which here's my plan, guys. Here's my plan. I'm gonna put out each book individually as an ebook, and then every time there's three, the three will come out together in paperback and hardcover. So, like, I'm not gonna bother. I'm not gonna publish the uh, each one as its own physical book. I'm going to do, yeah, I'm going to put out an ebook every two months. And then I'm also going to, when there's three of them, the three, there'll be like an overall arc over the course of three books at a time. And then the three will come out as a physical book. And then I'll keep doing that until I think it's probably going to be nine or so. And I don't want to, uh, have us accidentally sound like boss babes either i just it, it, it we're happens boss babes that's okay <laughs> well it happens when you talk about um a large company that does mistreat its employees because that's when you can really see people talk about the empowerment of self-employment but there's a lot of risks to that too that can get overlooked by people who are pushing their own agenda like courses and yeah um, products and services and shit like that i i still prefer the nine to five if you can find a good employer but there's just so many not good employers out there um in terms of harper collins i did pull up another article do you have anything else you'd like to add on the last one we read uh no i was just gonna say that like like what you were saying yeah some nine to five jobs some self-employment there's gonna be positives and negatives to everything so you just gotta kind of weigh it weigh the pros and cons and look at uh, make sure you've planned out for the situation. I, I when I first went into the self-employment world, I worked multiple. Like when I started grad school, I worked seven different jobs, and then I slowly quit one at a time as something else became more profitable. I also just want to say that changing publishing landscape should be exciting for everyone involved in publishing because it does yes. open up opportunities for you. Uh, just because. This has always been a problem of mine where just because my plans no longer work because things have changed so much doesn't mean that things aren't going well. Um, if publishing is changing, it gives you the chance to be one of the first, like when indie publishing first started becoming big back in the early 2010s and late 20 aughts or noughts or whatever they're called. Um, that's when you really saw 
the biggest indie publishers today get started. They were the first ones to do it. They perfected their craft and it was still new and they built up an audience for it. They were doing things like free giveaways when that could still land you thousands upon thousands of loyal readers. They were doing things like, uh, virtual book tours before they were as popular and oversaturated as they were they were getting on newsletters like bookbub before they became big i don't want to say sellouts but uh partners to large publishers um they were they were on the frontier so a, a massive change in publishing for people who want to get into publishing is potentially a good thing not to mention the fact that becoming a ridiculously big A-listing author is such a long shot to begin with that as long as you're able to write and publish, your life is really not going to change too much as an author um, right now. You're still yeah. most like you're still most likely going to have to work another job. Like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, yeah, that's me right now, putting out books and also making YouTube videos and also selling plushies and toys and stuff. We'll see how this all goes. So this article from the Gettysburg Times, I picked this one because I definitely don't have a New York Times subscription. Uh, some I don't either. I have a Wall Street Journal one from work. I don't have a Times. Some 250 copy editors, marketing assistants, and other employees at HarperCollins went on strike. Yeah, it's almost like you got to, even though you have a bunch of them, it's almost like you got to treat them well or else they're going to walk out on you, Harper. Right. Um, on Thursday, with two sides differing over wages, benefits, diversity, policy, and union protection. It was a rare stoppage in book publishing where HarperCollins is the only company among the industry so-called Big Five to have a labor union. We feel really good about uh, we feel really good about what we're doing and the spirit we're doing it with," said Carly Katz, an audio coordinator at Harper Collins and one of more than a hundred striking staff members who picketed outside of the publisher's office in downtown Manhattan. We feel like this is the kind of action we need to take to make things happen," said Parrish Turner, an editorial assistant in the children's division of Harper Collins at Harper Collins Union, a local uh, twenty-one ten of the United Auto Workers. Uh, struck for the one day last summer and this time plans to stay out indefinitely until an agreement is reached. Employees have been working without a contract since April. Here's some NFL footage down here. <laughs> Collins has agreed to a number of proposals that the United Auto Workers Union is seeking to include in a new contract, HarperCollins spokesperson said in a statement. We are disappointed an agreement has not been reached and we will continue to negotiate in good faith. No new negotiation contracts have been reached. The strikers represent a small percentage of HarperCollins worldwide personnel, which totals around 4,000. So only 250 people are on strike. The publisher is owned by Rupert Murdoch's News Corp. That's hilarious. I hope they dragged this out. And earlier this fall laid off a small number of employees, citing cost management and uncertainty about the publishing market. This week, News Corp. You know what's funny? You got people who will like boycott Wall Street Journal, who will boycott... Um, Fox News, who will boycott all of these very, like, conservative and Rupert Murdoch-owned subsidiaries or companies, but they have no issue buying the new HarperCollins books. <laughs> A lot of people don't know. That's the thing is consumers, uh, when it comes to where, like, what newspaper you're reading or where you're getting your news from, we know if you turn on the TV and it's Fox News, it says it right there on the channel. We know if we're clicking on the Wall Street Journal because that's the name of the website. When you go to the bookstore, a lot of times we're not looking at books. The books are not separated based on publisher. A lot of times we don't even know who the publisher is because consumers don't buy books based on publisher. That's never been a thing. That's one reason that like 
when people talk about like uh, thinking that uh, big five books are higher status than smaller press books, it's like the consumer doesn't care. You're focusing, it's the same issue we have with MLMs. It's like you're focusing on the seller side and not on the consumer side because the cu end customer doesn't actually care. So when the end customer is shopping for books, they're not looking at who the publisher is for the most part. And then even if you do look at who the publisher is, all of the big five publishers have like 30, 40 subsidiaries. So when you're looking at, um, like, for example, when I looked at Dave's book that I just reviewed last week, it's published by Tommy Nelson. Tommy Nelson is an imprint of Thomas Nelson, which is the Christian imprint of HarperCollins. And so, but if you weren't like looking all the way down the line, you wouldn't even know that. So it takes like HarperCollins has so many various imprints that you're probably not even going to know they published a book unless you're, they just own so many other publishers that it's probably published by one of the publishers that they own. And you won't even know that unless you're like looking through the copyright page at the whole string of information. No, you're absolutely <coughs> right on that one. There's a lot of distance between them. In recent, I, I love whenever you say that people don't buy based on publishers and I, I hate the gatekeeping and in, in. Yeah. I hate the gatekeeping when it comes to publishing because I, I love the distance of thought to publication that Amazon has provided. I know that Amazon has a lot of issues, so it's not an ideal final uh, end game. Yeah, but, but it's disruptive. It's a disruptive, it's disruptive force in the positive direction, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why. So we went Amazon exclusive because we make more money, but I like alternatives that exist and I do hope they succeed in things like Kobo because that is. Yeah a smaller business that's more focused on indie publishing. Yeah. I'd actually say almost exclusively on indie publishing. Um, the publisher is owned by, uh, here we go. In recent years, entry and mid-level employees throughout publishing have been increasingly vocal on social media about their unhappiness with wages, workloads, and diversity. Book publishing has long been predominantly white, low-paying industry, and starting salaries remain below 50000 at many companies, making it increasingly difficult for staffers to afford to live in New York City. Almost like maybe these large publishing companies should move, too. Um, yeah, why are they, they all the obsessed with being in New York City? I don't know. Is it like a status thing? Because books are sold everywhere it's not like and also the printing is usually outsourced like to china so it's not like mm, you need this to book own. smells this book smells like new york shanghai <laughs> right like it's like you don't if you don't need to work on these things where the printing press is you can do so much stuff uh digitally you could do so much stuff uh remotely so i don't get why they don't just move their headquarters to a place where it's lower cost to operate Sorry, I just got an update that Balenciaga deleted its Twitter account because of Musk. <laughs> oh, geez. Uh, Derek <laughs> did, did says, is Penguin problematic? Their logo is so adorbs. Uh, I actually did a stream last year about Penguin. So Penguin Random House. Penguin and, and Random House merged years ago and became Penguin Random House. So they already were two big companies that merged into one bigger company. And then they were trying to merge with Simon & Schuster. And then there was a whole like lawsuit about how they would control too much of the publishing industry if the, those companies merged that were that big because then you get uh at that point they're so big that it's almost impossible to compete with and they were worried about like oligopolizing the world of books basically um so that's that was the big controversy with penguin but sorry say talk, what happened on twitter 
Oh, I just did you see the, the clip yesterday of Elon Musk talk about how he's working too much? No, but I believe it. Elon Musk needs to go to sleep and, and stop making irrational decisions. I just thought it was funny because he's talking about how his employees need to like not work remotely and show up. And I'm just like, oh, yeah. are you feeling overworked? Yeah, it's like maybe have if you, if you understand that you can feel this way, maybe, yeah, maybe. Also, SpaceX yeah. is now advertising on Twitter, too, because it's losing so much advertising money. Oh, my God. Which oh makes God. a lot of sense. I think because... Elon Musk is not okay, dude, because I, I, he's someone that I'm like, I look at him and I'm like, this is a dude who is fairly smart, who has a lot of big dreams, but I think does not sleep and makes irrational decisions uh, impulsively. I do that kind of thing too. I just don't have billions of dollars, so it's not a, it's not as big of a impact on the world when I do it. I'm just over here laughing because the fact that SpaceX has to advertise, I mean, it, it makes sense. Like, what I think of advertisements, I think of a new pair of Nike shoes I want, mm-hmm. a new dessert, a new dessert that's av- available at my local grocery store that I've always wanted. Uh, where I'm going to get tickets to go to space. Like, these are the big things I'm trying to buy on advertising. Where am I going to go to space? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I I was talking to my dad. I know this is off topic. We'll get back to HarperCollins. I'm sorry, chat. But I was talking to my dad yesterday about it. I was like, why can't Elon Musk just be like Richard Branson? You know, if I had a billion dollars, I would just go to an island with a bunch of hot women and just call it a day. Same. Same. And I wouldn't be intimidated because I'd be a billionaire. Right, exactly. <laughs> Maria says, speaking of Twitter, has anyone seen the rash of verified accounts that are parodies? It's hilarious. Yes, they were so funny. Okay, I was posting stuff from the, the American Girl one. Okay, so basically, you guys remember the other week we talked about how Elon Musk made it so that you could get verified on Twitter by paying $8. So a bunch of people paid $8 to get verified and then changed their name and profile picture to match company logos and but they and then had the little blue check mark. So they were doing parody accounts and pretending to be big companies. There was a hilarious one of the American Girl account that like one of my favorite troll meme accounts on the on Twitter for American Girl dolls did where they made themselves like with the official American Girl logo and they were tweeting they're like, we're sorry about the time that we sold the Emily doll a couple years ago that bitch was british she had no place here <laughs> they had one there was like felicity owned slaves guys they had the whole thing about that um, did you see like, the did you see the lockheed martin one that was like we are no longer selling weapons to the united states <laughs> La- the username was lockheed martini they made their username Lockheed Martini, and they're like, we are going to halt all of our weapon sales. And then the next day, it was like, did the Lockheed Martin stock crash because of the troll account Lockheed Martini? Eli Lilly did, because of the Eli Lilly tweet. that the insulin Oh, really? Is now free. Yeah, oh someone made a fake Eli Lilly account. It was like, insulin is now free. And then the real Eli Lilly had to come out and say, insulin's not free, we're sorry. And then Bernie Sanders was given a uh h3h3 the ben shapiro level layup by saying eli lily should should not apologize for not giving away insulin for free it should apologize by raising its price by twelve thousand percent twelve hundred percent i'm just like okay bernie sanders woke up with a layup this morning he's happy he, bernie, bernie sanders woke up to that news and was just he just danced his way out of bed like i am ready to win today <laughs> he fucking danced to his computer because he definitely uses twitter on his computer 
I use Twitter on my computer too. Because you're a Bernie bro. I am a Bernie bro, exactly. You are an 80-year-old Jewish man in Vermont with a 30-year-old yes. female body in Chicago. Correct. You're Correct. Bernie. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> yeah, Kelly Bernie did the Rod Swanson dance to his desk. <laughs> That's a great he, he wore he wore the red polo and everything. Oh my god. <laughs> um anyway, numerous authors and agents have expressed support for the union. Tara Gonzalez and Aaron Murphy, literary agents, tweeted that we should send no submissions to HarperCollins until an oh man. <laughs> During the walkout in July, Neil Gaiman noted that he was published by HarperCollins in the US and tweeted, I hope that the terrific people working there who got my books made and onto the shelves succeeded in their demands. In a company memo, man, Neil Gaiman is someone I wouldn't want to piss off. He would send me to like the nether realm. Yeah, in you don't want to mess with him. He he knows witchcraft. I don't want to mess with him. He does, yeah. In a company, come on, get down. In a company memo sent last week and since widely circulated, Zandra Magarino, the publisher's senior vice president for personnel, wrote that while our goal remains to reach agreement on a fair contract with the United Auto Workers Union that is beneficial to both parties, HarperCollins has implemented plans to ensure that operations continue uninterrupted during a potential strike. Union representation at HarperCollins long precedes the ownership of Murdoch, who purchased what was the then Collins and, Har Collins and Harper and Rowe in the 1980s. In 1974, employees at Harper and Rowe went on strike for two one-to-two one two weeks before agreeing to a new contract. While few publishers have unions, organizing efforts have grown sharply at independent bookstores around the country, with employees citing the pandemic as making them more sensitive to working conditions. Moe's Books in Berkeley, California, and McNally Jackson stores in the New York City are among the sellers whose staffers have formed and joined unions. One quick thing also I want to add, I have seen people share online how they can um, like send a message to HarperCollins. I just want to throw out there, buy more indie books, stick it to all the big publishers. Yeah. Indie books have really reached equal quality. Indie authors are no longer just like publishing their diary entries. You know, they're hiring freelance editors. They're hiring freelance uh, artists to design the covers they're hiring freelance formatters like these are books that are publisher grade quality because they are essentially their own publishers and because indie publishing has become so competitive the quality has grown to that to a competitive level where it's competitive with just all other books out there uh this will make sarah happy because i'm gonna promote ourselves right now uh here's a, a segue we, as your morning guru, Indie published a book. It's called Cancel Sean Boston, and it is on Amazon, and it's also an audiobook. And I don't know if you guys think it is professional grade because it is us being goofy like we are on this show, but we do have a puppet that represents him, and it's a pretty funny story, and we've been working on the sequel to it on writing streams. So... You can buy that. You can buy Cancel Sean Boston on Amazon in paperback, in ebook, or in audiobook. Audiobook is fun because then you can listen to it while you're out uh, jogging or at the gym lifting weights to get strong. I completely agree, and it's also a great audiobook. I'd say the audiobook is better than the than, than the paperback and the digital because the. Um... The I'm narrator. Totally I was I say I'm totally blanking on his name right now, but we have a Jeffrey Machado. Narrator. 
thank you jeffrey machado he he has a fantastic voice um he sometimes listens to our show so hey jeff hey jefe um i know that means boss but still it works uh what's up you're awesome thanks for narrating our book and if anyone needs a narrator for their book check out jeffrey machado on acx.com because he is brilliant he's hilarious he used to be a radio announcer and so now he does audiobook narration and he's great at comedic timing uh, we loved uh we got a lot of auditions he was our favorite also, I just Googled ways to help the HarperCollins strike, and the top result is from a HarperCollins Union Twitter account, which says donate to Region 9A and write to people team at HarperCollins.com to express your support. Booksellers, librarians, teachers, share your graphics on your social media account and at your info slash checkout desks. Spread the word in your newsletters and conferences and events. So basically saying support by spreading the word and showing and sending positive messages and donating to the street. Yeah, that's, that's a good message. There's a little call to action. Derek says, I don't lift weights to get strong. I lift weights to look good naked. I lift weights to look good in clothes because I'm a woman. So I look good naked no matter what. That's a, that's a fair point. <laughs> I, I work out because I want to avoid death for as long as possible. I mean, that too, that's also part of it. But then I also offset that by uh, drinking so much alcohol and eating junk food all the time. I mean, junk food is awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, guys, we're going to release Cancel Elise Shiloh, the sequel to Cancel Sean Boss. We're going to release it on 420. Yeah, so April are. 20th, we're going to release it on 420. And Sarah's going to give us some promo ideas because she's always got that... She's always, got, she's always got that brilliant uh, ad, Madam Admin. She's always got the brilliant Madam Admin brain going. Um, all right. I'm going to have to, unfortunately, get going in a few minutes because I've got to get ready to go fly home. No. I mean, good. Good. Goodbye, Savvy. I'm done with you. Good. I'm over you. Sat no, sorry. I was just finding one more text. Um. Sorry we didn't get to more comments today. Hope we got to enough and no one felt too left out. We were just in the zone on this In the topic. zone. We Yeah. We'll have more fun topics. By fun, I mean not necessarily good news, but we'll have more, we'll have more news to talk about tomorrow. We'll be back on this show then. Um, so we'll see you guys again tomorrow morning. Um, but feel free to continue the conversation over in Discord. Um, and when I normally say sm support small businesses, yeah, in the meantime, support some small presses out there, find some, some smaller companies, uh, publishing books and support them. And we will have a writing stream this Saturday. We may have a movie night this weekend. We'll keep you in the loop on that one. Yeah. So this weekend we'll have lots of fun together. We'll get a lot of writing done. We're going to try to do 10, to do a 10 K day. We'll see. 10K. <laughs> We'll see if we can do a 10K day and see what happens. You know, All right. Just, just, you know what? Let's make it a 5K day and then we can wear our 5K shirts. Oh, my God. You're so smart. I know. You are so smart. Okay. So, yeah, guys, we'll wear our 5K I shirts. I try. We'll I'm getting wear... smarter because I'm watching more Always Sunny. <laughs> I'm glad you're watching that so we can talk about it together. It's so funny. I know. It's one of the best shows of all time. Uh, yeah, guys, this you Saturday... Because you're a thief and a follower. <laughs> <laughs> because children 
you're crackheads. <laughs> you can't um, just get welfare. <laughs> I love guys. Have you seen that always sunny episode? Dennis and Dee go on welfare. That's one of the funniest episodes of all time. And then they're like, they, they try to get welfare and in order to prove they try to lie about being crack addicts and then they have to give a blood test to prove it. So they decide to just do a little bit of crack just to see, just so it'll show up. And then they just actually get addicted to crack. How, 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 how much, how much for first timers? Can we just have like one, one, crack crack? Just one? How, how much is that? I'll tell you what, two for one special, 200 bucks. Okay. That sounds reasonable. <laughs> oh my God. That show is great. Uh, anyway, guys, we will do a 5k day on saturday which will mean instead of running five kilometers we will write five thousand words uh and so to do that <laughs> we will wear our 5k t-shirts and that way we will not give up until we've written five thousand words well you i'm, I'm editing so I'm not you're editing so really it's me that's gonna write five thousand words and hopefully you guys in the chat will too i just so wanted need, it to be a reason i need to get they need to do a catch up on nanowrimo and get caught up yeah i wrote almost three thousand last time and that's when I was also watching a football game. So, yeah, I think so, we'll be okay. I'm, I'm sure we'll be fine. Anyway, see y'all later. Definitely see y'all tomorrow. Be active in the Discord because it's awesome. Later, homos. Bye. I press. I mispressed the button. There we go.